Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and you've reached the Book of Mormon Lecture Series. I've been teaching seminary and institute for the last 11 years, and uh, this is an attempt to do a deep dive into the Book of Mormon itself. I'm hoping that you'll find this uplifting and edifying. This is not an official recording of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but every attempt has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. So if you're ready for a deep dive into the Book of Mormon, here we go. Hello, and welcome back to the Book of Mormon podcast. This is going to be for Ether Chapter 6. Uh, so the Jaredites' uh, barges are built, and they're getting ready to head out now. So verse 1, And now I, Moroni, proceed to give the account, to give the record of Jared and his brother. For it came to pass that after the Lord had prepared the stones which the brother of Jared had carried up into the mount, the brother of Jared came down out of the mount, and he did put forth the stones into the vessels which were prepared, one in each end thereof, and behold, they did give light unto the vessels. Now I want you to consider that verses 3 through 12 is a type of our lives as we go through this. Verse 3, And thus the Lord caused stones to shine in darkness to give light, like the light of Christ, unto men, women, and children, that they might not cross the great waters in darkness. And it came to pass that when they had prepared all manner of food, that thereby they might subsist upon the water, and also food for their flocks and herds, and whatsoever beast or animal or fowl that they should carry with them. And it came to pass that when they had done all these things, they got aboard of their vessels or barges and set forth into the sea, commending themselves unto the Lord their God. So this is kind of like uh, getting into our bodies and coming into mortality. And it came to pass that the Lord God caused that there should be a furious wind blow upon the face of the waters towards the promised land, and thus they were tossed upon the waters, or upon the waves of the sea, before the wind. This is like um, all the challenges that we have would be the storms uh, that were going to be tossed around, and, and there's going to be a furious wind upon the waters, and so on. Uh, our mortality will, be, will consist of storms, but notice that they push us. Uh, toward the promised land. So the trials that we have are going are gonna to help us to get to the promised land. So we just we don't want to give up those challenges that we have. We want to use those as a, a way to get home. Verse 6, And it came to pass that they were many times buried in the depths of the sea because of the mountain waves which broke upon them, and also the great and terrible tempests which were caused by the fierceness of the wind. And it came to pass that when they were buried in the deep, there was no water that could hurt them, their vessels being tight like unto a dish, and also they were tight like unto the ark of Noah. Hugh Nibley said, truly, tru truly remarkable is the statement in Ether that the submarine nature of Jared's ships made them like unto the ark of Noah, since that aspect of the ark, perhaps its most characteristic, is not specifically mentioned in the Bible, and has led to great confusion among Bible illustrators, ancient, medieval, and modern. They lead us directly to the most puzzling problem of all, that of the illustration of the of the or the illumination of the ark. For while the window is called a zohar, more properly sohar, shiner or illuminator, in a boat equipped to go underwater, other sources for both light and ventilation would have been would have to be found. And it is in the lighting department that the Jewish sources are most specific. For the rabbis do not settle for the the shohar the light of the the lighter of the ark as being simply a window for some of them it was rather a, a miraculous light giving stone rabbi akaba ben kamana for example says it was a skylight while rabbi levi said it was a precious stone. He quotes R. Phineas as saying that during the whole 12 months that Noah was in the ark, he did not require the light of the sun by day or the moon by night, but he had a polished gem which he hung up. When it was dim, he knew that it was day, and when it shone, he knew it was night. The oldest accounts of the ark of Noah, the Sumerian one, 
describes it as a Magyar boat, peaked at the ends, completely covered but for a door, without sails, and completely covered by the waters from time to time, as men and women, or as men and animals, rode safe within. But the remarkable thing about Jared's boats was their illumination by stones, which shone in the dark because they had been touched by the finger of the Lord. The rabbis tell of a mysterious Zohar that illuminated the ark, but for further instruction, we must go to much older sources. The pyrophilus is tra traced back to the Jalakanta stone of India, which shines in the dark and enables its owner to pass unharmed beneath the waters. This, in turn, has been traced back through classical and oriental sources to the Gilgamesh epic, where Alexander's powerful pyrophilus stone turns up as the plant of life in the possession of the Babylonian Noah. A large number of ancient traditions first brought together in the present century justify one in assuming some sort of legendary shining stones in the Ark of Noah. Whether or not there is any historical reality behind it, the fact is that we now know from sources completely inaccessible to the world of Joseph Smith that such a tradition actually did exist in very ancient times. It is nothing to laugh at at all. So this uh, we can read or we can tell is translated material that we're reading. Continuing verse 7, Therefore, when they were encompassed about by many waters, they did cry unto the Lord, and he did bring them forth again upon the top of the waters. And it came to pass that the wind did never cease to blow towards the promised land. Our tribulations are engineered to send us back to God. There is an opposition to the Lord having on the earth a people called by his name and doing his will. It has been so from the beginning. The Lord never had a people who were received with open arms by the world, admired, cherished, and respected. On the contrary, they have been persecuted or totally destroyed from off the earth. The wicked have invariably prevailed over the good. It might also, it might almost be said that the first bad man killed the first good man. The Latter-day Saints have had the same experience to pass through, and when a time of comparative peace has come around, as it has sometimes, they are apt to ask, what is the matter? Have we lost our faith that the adversary should let us alone? There will come a time, however, in the history of the saints when they will be tried with peace, prosperity, popularity, and riches. Brigham Young said that last thing. This was a quote by Daniel Wells. Uh, continuing the verse, he says, while, there, while they were upon the waters, and thus they were driven forth before the wind. The winds and current of the North Pacific trend eastward. Any craft caught helpless in their embrace can easily be carried across the ocean. In fact, there are records to show that, for example, between 1775 and 1875, about 20 Japanese junks were blown against their will to the west coast of America and deposited at various points between Alaska and Mexico. If Japanese vessels in the last century, why not Chinese or Indian or Malaysian during all the long centuries that preceded the arrival of Columbus? There must have been a certain number that ended a storm-tossed journey on this side of the Pacific. Perhaps a few of the hardier spirits among their crews risked the long sail back home, but most must have chosen to live on when they, where they landed. Eventually, they either died out or became wholly absorbed, leaving behind only tantalizing indirect reminiscences of their presence, such as art motifs, pottery shapes, and the like. Because the Jaredite barges were watertight, they could be buried in the deep without harm to their passengers. It was this construction that made necessary the special system of lighting designed by the brother of Jared and put into operation by the finger of the Lord. The King James Version of the Old Testament reports that Noah's Ark was to have a window for a light, a window shalt thou make of the ark. However, some modern Jewish translators of the Hebrew text render this passage, a light shalt thou make to the ark. The, the word in question, T-S-O-H-A-R, in the dual form means noon or midday. 
Ancient Jewish legend relates that it was not just a light in the ark, but was actually a precious stone which illuminated the whole interior of the ark. And that was by Andrew Skinner. And thus they did sing praises unto the Lord. Yea, the brother of Jared did sing praises unto the Lord, and he did thank and praise the Lord all the day long. And when the night came, they did not cease to praise the Lord. And thus they were driven forth, and no monster of the sea could break them, neither whale that could mar them. And they did have light continually, whether it was above the water or under the water. And thus they were driven forth three hundred and forty and four days upon the water. Even though the Jaredites traveled for a very long time, Noah and his family had to suffer even longer. Noah and his family remained in the ark for a record 366 days. Their mode of travel from the shores of Asia was in barges upon the waters, and their motivated power was furnished by furious winds. Quite probably their route was in the Japan Current, which travels from east to west at a rate of between 12 and 21 miles a day, and if the Pacific is about 7,000 miles across, the 344 days that they were upon the water would be pretty well consumed. They disembarked near the land called Desolation by the Nephites, it being the place of their first landing. And then that, that was by A.L. Zobel. Verse 12, And they did land upon the, upon the shore of the Promised Land, and when they had set their feet upon the shores of the Promised Land, they bowed themselves down upon the, land of the face of the land, and did humble themselves before the Lord, and did shed tears of joy before the Lord because of the multitude of his tender mercies over them. One day we will look back at our mortal lives and know that everything we experienced was for our eternal good. That which has happened will happen again. This Exodus story of Jared will also occur to the saints prior to the second coming. Maybe not to the same degree, but somewhat. Verse 13, It came to pass that when they went forth upon the face of the land and began to till the earth, and Jared had four sons, and they were called Jacob and Gilgah and Maha and Ariah, and the brother of Jared also begat sons and daughters, and the friends of Jared and his brother were in number about twenty and two souls, and they also begat sons and daughters before they came to the promised land. That must mean that they had them in the boat or during that four years that they were uh, on the beach. And therefore they began to be many, and they were taught to walk humbly before the Lord, and they were also taught from on high. And it came to pass that they began to spread upon the face of the land, and to multiply and to till the earth, and they did wax strong in the land. And the brother of Jared began to be old, and saw that he must soon go down to the grave. Wherefore he said unto Jared, Let us gather together our people, that we may number them, that we may know of them what they will desire of us before we go down to our graves. And accordingly the people were gathered together. Now the number of the sons and the daughters of the brother of Jared were twenty and two souls, and the number and sons and daughters of Jared were twelve, he having four sons. And it came to pass that they did number their people, and after they had numbered them, they did desire of them the things which they had, which they would that they should do before they went down to their graves. And it came to pass that the people desired of them that they should anoint one of their sons to be a king over them. Why not have a king? Because the Lord is supposed to be our king. Verse 23, And now, behold, this was grievous unto them, and the brother of Jared said unto them, Surely this, leadeth, this thing leadeth into captivity. He's got uh, good pro prophecy here because that's what's going to happen to the people over and over again. Good kings are great, but we can't always be sure they will stay good. A bad king will ruin the entire nation. Verse 24, But Jared said unto his brother, Suffer them that they may have a king. And therefore he said unto them, Choose ye out from among our sons a king, even whom ye will. And it came to pass that they chose even the firstborn of the brother of Jared. His name was Pegag. And it came to pass that he refused and would not be their king, and the people would that he that his father should constrain him. But his father would not, and he commanded them that they should they could they should constrain no man to be their king. And it came to pass that they chose all the brothers of Pegag, and they would not. And it came to pass that neither were the sons of Jared, even all save it were one. And Uriah was anointed to be king over the people. And he began to reign, and the people began to prosper, and they began they became exceedingly rich. 
And it came to pass that Jared died, and his brother also. And it came to pass that Uriah did walk humbly before the Lord, and did remember how great things the Lord had done for his father, and also taught his father how great things the Lord had done for their fathers. So that's the end of chapter 6. So they've landed, and, and now the brother of Jared and Jared himself have now passed away. And so now we're, we're up to the next generation of folk that are going to be living here in the land of America. I bear testimony that this is translated material, and that the Book of Mormon is true. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. See you next time.